0: Welcome back to real estate investing with Alex Deacon. My name is Adam, and I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, the man who's the spo- he's playing the spoons today, like yeah, like the Soundgarden Spoon Man, Alex Deacon, the Deacon of real estate. Alex, what's up, good sir? Hey, buddy. It's um, it's hey buddy. Listen, I know people aren't going to believe this, but this is pre taped It's
1: a Friday. We're feeling good. Sun's out, playing the spoons.
0: Going to talk I have, about I have a timing. painter that
1: he does he does great work, and yeah. he'll he's uh, he's like from. From Mother Russia, <laughs> uh, Mother <of> Russia. <laughs> like people get mad, or like if you're Russian, or if you're from like some of those other little countries, like mm-hmm. whatever, like Uzbekistan and yeah, just whatever. Because I don't, don't want to insult those you know folks, but I guess there's a big difference. But anyway, hey, anyway, so wow, that's a long way of saying he's he's from Russia. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but like he'll come in, he'll say, "Hey buddy, hey mister," <laughs> I'm like it's what like... do you want, man? Hey mister. Uh, he's just funny. But that's so, that my story about Russians. Is, is, I does, hope I didn't offend anybody. Does he know Ivan? Ivan oh, yeah. Ivan Jorga. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
0: You I've, are an idiot. Well, on this, we must break them on this on this podcast. <laughs> is that from Rocky? I, I believe that. Is. Oh, okay. except, <laughs> except I think that... Rocky I be, 8. I was going to say Rocky 2018 if yeah. they're talking about podcasts. Um, so... All right, but what we, well, we are going to talk about today? Now that uh, Adam and Alex comedy hours over, mm-hmm. uh, let's well, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're going to talk about is, and I'm using double quotations here, <clears throat> timing the market. Did yes, timing seat? the market. The market, got it. That's what we're uh, going
1: to talk about today. Timing the market.
0: All right, good sir. So let's let's discuss. Uh, so, what time, time is it? What time?
1: It's clobbering time. It is eleven fifty-seven. It's eleven fifty-seven. So we're going to time and the market yeah. for about twenty minutes or so. Sounds good. Yeah uh well i was just reading through a blog on a forum and this girl was talking about you know history of the market when it crashed and was it 2007 the goal of the report was to look at economic recovery since the great recession of 2007 so yeah what's the the question i get posed to me all the time is what what the market crashes alex then what do i do you do what everybody else does and you just you suffer and get through it but you can minimize you can minimize your damage when you're if the market's going to crash so and this is this is what i do and i've talked about this many times but every time i buy a property i categorize it a b c and d a is everything goes right and even better than expected b is uh, I make a profit, it goes well, C is, and hey, breaking even, learned a lesson, I'll hold on to this property, eventually appreciation will get me out of this and I'll make money. And D is, holy cow, the market crashed and I have to hold it and rent it out and maybe lose money each month, but I can suck it up buttercup and make it till the next, um, you know, boom, okay? So, if I can live with D, then I'm doing the deal. That's how you should look at every deal. So think about it if the market does crash. Now, the one caveat to that is, you know, about six years ago, I didn't know what caveat meant. Really? I'll never forget this. I asked my sister because she used it in a sentence. I'm like, what does what is caveat? You're so
0: like, I don't, need, explain I don't need, it to need caveat. Yeah. I was like 44 years <laughs> old before I knew what caveat meant.
1: And I still can't spell it. I think it's C-A-V-A-U-T or something. Anyway, that's why we have the spell check on our computers. There's a little burb about caveat. Um, not caviar. Caveat. Hey. Okay. I don't like caviar either. That's like eggs, right? It's like fish eggs, right? Yeah, I don't even I eat fish. I don't eat anything that way. Yeah, forget that. Ooh. Anyway, where, are where, We're Right now we're talking about can can you, live you with the caveat to caviar? Like
0: caveat, caviar because well because the ca- the caveat is if you don't uh, if you lose
1: money during a yeah. bubble you ain't eating caviar anymore. <laughs>
0: yes, that's how we. Really yes, you something. are.
1: You're eating beanies and weenies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're at option D. So I look at every option or every like deal with A, B, C, and D in mind. If I can live with D, I'm doing the deal. Now keep here's the caveat to that. If you buy 10 Ds in a row, that's not good, right? So you have to be careful that you don't put yourself in too many D situations. But the, the question that's also posed to me a lot is, and I said, you know, it, what happens if the market crashes? I said, if it crashes, if you do your homework and you leave yourself some wiggle room and you have enough of a safety net, you're going to get through it. But... Let's say the market really crashes. So like, you know, 2007 was a crash, but it probably wasn't like the Great Depression where it just everything went to hell in a handbasket. If that happens, who cares? Everybody's going to be in the soup line and you're going to be... Right. We're all going to be in the same boat. So I look at it that way. If that ever happens, so be it. At least I gave it a shot. But I'm still going to try to capitalize on my knowledge and capitalize on knowing how to minimize getting through a down market. So don't... I, I just don't buy... I might buy one risky property, semi-risky property out of 10, but I'd never buy 10 risky properties, you know, where where D is such a bad scenario where it would just literally... Two or three Ds would bankrupt me. Okay. I would never get myself in that. I just don't roll like that. Right, right. Some people do, and but most of the time the successful long-term businessmen in my opinion from my limited knowledge is this businesses, you know globally and such is they just they play it they they are ambitious and they are risk takers but they also know what the downside is okay. you know there's not all it's not always like all in every time Yeah, you, you, know? you have to know that there is those yeah, are the stories you hear much. because they're so hollywood and glamorous like right? mm-hmm. yeah he went all in he just put his Kids on the line and whatever and his house and everything. Those are the those are the Hollywood stories you hear. You don't hear the boring ones because that's ninety nine percent of them.
0: It's the commercials that you always see, but when you look at the fine print, it says these results are not normal. That's
1: you know, but that's what that's what they portray. <clears throat> so timing the market, it's I don't know what indicators to look for. Okay, know? I mean I'm, I can tell you what I'm looking at right now is just because I really know the Pittsburgh market. And I'm telling you, when I say I really know it, I pr- probably like know it better than most people. But I don't know it like backwards and frontwards. But wh- what I'm getting at is, it seems to me like there's it, maybe a a slight housing bubble. It might be it might be nationwide too, you know. But I'm just seeing it in Pittsburgh. You have a lot of investors coming here from out of state. It's it's um, affordable here. We got guys coming in from New Jersey, from Boston, from from uh, Japan, from China, from Australia, from Israel, from San Francisco. These are, That's I guess, awesome all places right that are super expensive, mm-hmm. right? So, like a million dollar home in Boston is maybe a hundred thousand here or something. Mm-hmm. So, so we got a lot of influx of people coming here and buying investment real estate, and you have the all like the, the things going on with um, like tech technology, mm-hmm. like Uber's here and Google, yeah. Google has some presence here and we're in like the top 20. We're on the like 20 prop or uh, areas in the country that might be the next Amazon headquarters. Mm-hmm. So you know all that is that tech thing that's out there, the sizzle that's kind of out in the in cyberspace. And along with the affordability of real estate here, it's bringing a lot of people here and it's overinflating prices, at least as far as the investments are concerned. Now,
0: let me ask this question. And this, I don't know, this might be a dumb question. This might be the question of the day. So I'm really kind of taking a chance here. How much should you believe, like when people say... There's a bubble coming, or there, you know, or there's a crash coming, or this or that. How much should you really
1: believe the hype? Oh, let for- me let me back up then. Yes. There's always a bubble, and there's always a crash coming. Okay. okay. There's always a boom coming. It's always coming. Thank it's you. something's happening right now. We're, I think we're heading into a bust because I don't know how much. Increase in prices we can sustain, and I think it's probably happening nationwide again. Okay, you know, so it's, it's a never-ending pendulum, man. It's always going to be that way, and that, it's going to go like it was hard to get like in two thousand seven when we crashed, two thousand eight until two thousand and sixteen or seventeen. It was impossible to get a loan. You know, it was just really it wasn't possible, but it was much harder. Yes, and it probably should have been much harder because it was way too easy to get loans in the two thousands and the late nineties. And that's what got us in the part, part of the trouble we got into. And now I'm seeing, I'm seeing the loan requirements loosen. Mm-hmm. So now it's becoming easier to get money again. Good. And then what's going to happen is <clears throat> there's going to be some sort of crash and then it's going to be hard to get money again. Right. So it's, an, it's a pendulum. So to, I think one way to time the market is to always be in the market. You're all, you kind of like I said. You put these all in different scenarios A, B, C, D. You have your downside mapped out. You know you can you can get through a down market, and but you're always in it. Like the the investors who just dip their toes in, or they just want to be in when it's a good market. Those aren't savvy investors. Okay. The savvy investors are in the market when it's down. They're heavily in the market when it's down. Okay, and those are the ones that. You know, you set yourself up, you you got money, you have availability to capital, and you can pounce on those deals because you know you're getting them at half of what they were selling for last year, and you know in five years they're gonna be selling for more than what they were selling for five years ago. Okay. So that's when real savvy investors are I, I think they're just always in the
0: market. So in a way, I mean any any kind of hyper hysteria that's being put out there by any talking heads or whatever can almost be I mean, pardon my language here, or pardon the pun, I guess I should say, but um, it could almost be trumped by knowledge, in a way, you know what I mean? By the knowledge and staying in the market, the knowledge of knowing you're going to have to ride that pendulum out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Versus, because I feel a lot of people, especially those that aren't as well versed, you know, in real estate
1: investing. I'll give you a perfect example where I was, let me see, like 15 years ago, maybe a little less than that. But I had, I was young... I was, you know, 30, when I was 30 to 37, I bought a whole bunch of real estate because you could get loans like real easy, mm-hmm. super easy. And I got myself into trouble. So in 2007, yeah, when when it crashed, uh, my real estate career sales had, you know, my, my income had dropped and my investment portfolio was losing at the time, 4000 a month right cuz i had bought all this property the wrong way mm-hmm. i didn't do my homework i wasn't mature enough i didn't know what i was doing i just had the ability to buy and i thought well this is what you do you just buy real estate and you you know you get a big car and you you know you have lots of money and that's right. not how it yeah. works <laughs> so i got myself into some trouble i never had to miss a mortgage payment never had to go bankrupt nothing like that but i cost myself 10 years of prosperity because of my really stupidness yeah. so my point is, I was in the same boat as what I'm preaching now is what I wouldn't have preached ten or fifteen years ago, just gotcha. because of my, you know, wisdom and what I've been doing it for, and I've been there and I've done that. And you've got to live through the experience mm-hmm. of having having a yeah, I wouldn't change it for anything because now that made me who I am today. and Now you have to fail in order to improve. There's yes. just you can't just be winning all the time because it doesn't mold. You don't get molded into something that's. Worth molding to now, be you honest. Got, you got to
0: get knocked down to build character because we all it's, yeah. it's how we bounce back, it's not about how what's what's always you know, it's it's it, like it's always said, how hard do you work when nobody's looking. You know, that's always a mm-hmm. thing that I go by. Um, but you know, um, so what else uh, with timing the market? What else, sir? Or I'm sorry, timing the yeah, market, timing the market. Uh, always being in the market is good though, because I think that's one where. Typically, people <clears throat> do hear that, and it's like, "Oh, maybe yeah."
1: When the papers say the market's crashing, that's when I'm going to get excited. You know, that's when I'll get excited. But that doesn't mean just because I know that that I'm going to be good at it. Because a lot of people know that. You know, you're getting all well, the market's down, buy low, so high. Right? It's right. pretty freaking it's obvious, right? It's not rocket science, but there's a lot to know and what not to know, and, and you have to position yourself to be able to make a move when the market's down. And knowing again, it's never good, get rich quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, the market's down; it's going to be down for a while, and you're going to probably be trudging through it for a while. But in ten years, it will—you'll be happy you did it. It's a marathon, yeah, not a sprint. Yeah, no doubt. Yep, marathon, not a sprint. Yep. Iron man. It's iron. There go. It's iron.
0: iron man down here in Still City. It's all about that iron. Yeah. So. So let
1: me let me read through this blog here and see if there's anything else I wanted to chat about.
0: So the one thing that we will say, like I said, that I'm I'm taking out of this, guys, is you know don't don't always buy into the hysteria that you, you hear out there. Don't panic, uh, you know. Especially if you have the knowledge, if you have the, the base behind you, um, and a, a good team, I would imagine, probably helps out during during times like
1: that. Alex, oh, a good team is imp- it's I Always mean, imperative. Always. Right. Yeah. If you don't have a good team, you could have the yeah. I use football analogies, right? You could have the best quarterback. Like, how about Dan Marino, mm-hmm. right? Probably one of the best of all, you know, top ten of all time. Absolutely. Um, he never – I think he got the one Super Bowl when he lost. Yep. So – and he had a great coach. I Absolutely. mean, he had – who was Don the, Shula. Don Shula, one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. So, he, they just didn't have a good team. Yep. They didn't have whatever it New took. defense, yeah. Yeah. Great offense. And then defense. you have someone like no, – that's probably not the best example, but Tom Brady's phenomenal, right? But – to do what his team has done for 17 years or whatever, 18 years, it has to do with that coach and the team and the system. Yeah, Every, yeah the system. Like you yeah. always
0: say, everybody stays in their
1: own lane. Everybody knows their roles. and yeah. Everybody kind of. Yep. So do your job. That's what I think. That's what Belichick says. Yep. Just do your job and we'll, we'll win. So I'm just looking at this chart here about five here five year home appreciation since two from 2012 to 2017 man, it looks like, holy crap, like California up 57%? Wow. How can you sustain that? You know, well, you remember because it crashed, right? So it was probably like, so let's say a house was worth half a million in 2006 and then in the 2008 it was worth 250000 right? right. So maybe it's back up to where it was. But to go up 57% is insane. Nevada up 66%. Pennsylvania is up thirteen percent and i think pittsburgh i mean that's a lot thirteen percent's a lot that's five-year home price appreciation i even think it's higher than that to be honest with you because pittsburgh is i think they're lumping all the areas of pa i think pittsburgh is probably higher than 13 percent, because that's over five years and I think on average, Pittsburgh has always been around, and when I say Pittsburgh, I'm talking like all of Allegheny County, which is a, a pretty a, large. A large, different communities and boroughs. Mm. On average, they've gone up about 3% a year, and that's about right. I mean, 3% times 5 is 15%. It says here it's gone up 13%. But that's one of the lowest ones. There, see,
0: Now, this would be home appreciation, right? This has nothing to do with uh, property, just... Yeah.
1: Just, yeah, houses. Okay. Houses, apartments, whatever, Thirteen up 13%. But, man, some of these areas are uh, 18% Virginia, 26% Ohio. Actually, 13% is the, the one of the lowest. Actually, it's the low. Oh, Connecticut was up 5%. Because
0: Connecticut usually is pretty expensive anyway, yeah.
1: so it's hard for yeah. them to... But it's insane. You know, you can't... There's no way we can sustain these prices and not have something coming down what i find ironic is
0: one two three four five the top five um the top five states that and i don't know if one
1: the darker ones are the highest uh, appreciation
0: right so but the top five we're looking at california oregon washington colorado and nevada yeah those five states i don't want to tie one to the other but they all have legal (sighs) marijuana sweet what well, I'm saying, crime goes down. That's yeah. one of the crime goes down. People are making more money. People are actually getting tax money back. I'm not trying to tie one to the
1: other, but there's something curious about that. <laughs> yeah, not only is appreciation high, but the population's high. Oh, <laughs> boom oh, a yes, but a bing,
0: ladies and gentlemen. That's called a setup, delivery, yeah. and the home run.
1: That was sweet. So I think we covered timing the market. We got timing the market down. Um, Hopefully, we just... got people laughing today too. Yeah, hopefully, or they're crying in agony. Yeah, right. Because these jokes are not funny. If you're in, if you're in
0: Connecticut right now, you're screaming because there's no appreciation. And if you're out west right now, where appreciation's through the roof, you guys are dancing around. Yeah, and it's probably not the cookies. So it, it
1: looks like the highest one is Nevada, surprisingly. But I think Nevada crashed intensely. I think during mm-hmm. the because. Like back in the early 2000s, I'm just I'm just going by memory because I don't know much about other markets other than ours, but Nevada was really super affordable. And then it just skyrocketed and then the market crashed and it just dumped. Because I talked to a kid who actually was from Las Vegas and he did a lot of real estate deals. I met him like three days ago and he was telling me some of the horror stories. Oh, really? Okay. And um, that's why I think it's it dumped so bad it had nothing to do but go up. Mm-hmm. So that's when... That's why the Raiders were trying just... to go there <laughs> Uh, what, oh yeah, maybe right. My, yeah, so my Raiders are gonna end up. Like. <clears throat> so that's why if you're a, an astute investor and you you have the capital and the knowledge, you were buying real estate like crazy in Nevada yep. back in you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Because now you're making a killing.
0: And this is five years over. Does it say when? So this would probably be maybe twenty twelve to twenty seventeen. I mean, because this is or is this current up to twenty eighteen?
1: It was no, it was t- uh, 2012 to 2017. Okay, good deal, good deal.
0: So that way we got, we guys, uh, we gave you a little uh, time frame there for the statistics we're giving you. We're all, we're full of information today. Yeah, we are good. Look at that, we are good. Look at that. All right, my friend. Um, anything else we want to talk about when it comes to uh, timing <coughs> the market, uh, height, knowledge, staying in, you know, staying in the market, knowing that you're going to have these ups and downs. <coughs> it's a roller coaster. It's not, you know, it's not always going to be up. Let me ask this question. If it's always up and you're always winning and you're never really taking any losses, are you doing it the right way? Did
1: it ask me that again?
0: Like if you're always, you know, you're you're almost you count kind of every deal winning. It doesn't seem like you're taking any losses anywhere and you know, and this goes on for maybe a couple of years and you feel like, "Hey, I'm just doing it right." Are you maybe doing it right or is there, you know,
1: cuz is yeah, it Yeah, you you can get <clears throat> you can get over um overconfident. Yeah, you yeah, you can yes. definitely, you can definitely get hurt that way. You got to be humble. You have to be non-emotional. You have to be cool, man. You like again, we'll go back to Tom Brady. You ever see him just get super excited? Yeah, it's rare. It's very rare, rare. dude. You got, he throws seven touchdowns because, because mm-hmm. I'm cool. Yeah. I I know what I'm doing, he and I know tomorrow cool. I might get three interceptions, but that's all right. I'm going to win in the end. So it'll be cool, calm, collected. Know what you're doing. Know the market. Uh, be non-emotional because this is a business. And, you know, you got to take some risk and then know at the end of the day you gave it 100%. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. There we go. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That was timing the market. Alex. <coughs> thank no, you, sir.
0: Timing, Thanks, timing the sir. market. Timing, quotations. timing the market. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, but there's a lot of great info there, guys, so make sure make sure you take that with you. A lot of jokes in there, too. It's Friday. We had to kick back and, and clown a little bit today, guys. So. But make sure, um, while you are here, make sure you're checking us out on Twitter, on Facebook. We're all over social media. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker. Uh, you know Check your favorite podcasting site. Search Deacon Hoover or DHRE. You should find us. Make sure you're visiting DHREA.com. Go to meetup.com too. Find Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate. He does real estate investment networking workshops that are fantastic once a month. We got an April one coming up uh, talking about creative financing. We're going to have a guest speaker there. and The guest speaker is Matt Bean, attorney Matt Bean. Yes. So uh, Big things happening in April. Make sure you're checking out Uh, everything going on with Deacon Hoover. Guys, we appreciate your time, and we will talk to you next time.